אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנעו הקדוש ומשבח אצלם, ובכלל לכבדנו הקדוש צדיק, יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה. רבנו נחמן פייגם את שמחה, נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן. So, ברוך השם, we are um, starting um, a few new lessons today, בעזרת השם. We're going to do a few lessons. We're going to do Torah 9, Torah 10, Torah 11. And then tomorrow, God willing, or the, the podcast for tomorrow, will be on Torah Yud Bet, one of the, uh, the most uh, famous lessons of all of Likute Mu'aran. That and Azamra are the two fundamental teachings of Rabenu. We'll do that next podcast. But today we're going to have a few but special lessons that uh, have a lot of practical advice and actually are very fundamental in um, in uh, So, Bezrat Hashem, let's start with Torah 9. Torah 10, El Asher Yeshama Ruach Lalechet Yelecho. It says in Yechezkel chapter 1, wherever the Ruach was to go, Yelecho, they went. Um, as it's brought down in Yechezkel. Ita betikun ezoar, it's brought down betikun ezoar, tikun 13 on page 28. Kulu arkin deliba binahagin batar rucha. All the heart arteries are governed by the Ruach. The spirit, Hadao Dichtiva, that says in the verse, El Asher Yeh Ruach Lelechet Vechulei, and it says in the Yechezkel that we just saw, wherever the Ruach was to go, they went. So we see that the arteries of the heart are go wherever the Ruach goes. Which Ruach is it talking about? This is the spirit which is um, which emerges from the lobes of the lung. Because if not for the lobes of the lung fanning upon the heart, the heart would um, flame up the entire body. Because Ruach wind both extinguishes the candle and lights a candle. Sometimes a candle is extinguished by the wind blowing on it. And sometimes the extinguished candle is actually relit from the wind that blows upon the um, the candle. Because a candle is extinguished whenever ash falls upon the candle. And those elemental components of the fire separate from each other um, that exist within the flame. Those elemental components of the fire, those portions of the fire, those sparks of fire that exist within the flame separate from each other and then they don't have strength to provide this light anymore and they extinguish. They don't, cannot uh, burn anymore. Sorry. Therefore, when you blow on the candle, the Ruach blows the ash away from it. The wind blows the ash away from him. And then all those uh, portions and elemental components of the fire rebind itself and reunite to each other. And begin to burn. And sometimes the candle is extinguished through uh, the wind. Uh, that you separate the, the fire from the candle. Now Rabban is explaining the symbol of all this, this relationship. The leaders of the generation are the aspect of Ruach. It says, The man who has spirit within him. That he knows how to deal with the spirit of each and every person. 
This is what Rashi says over there on that verse. And the Jewish people are the aspect of the heart. Because the Jewish people, or Israel, um, the nation of Israel, are the heart of the entire world. And we need a leader of the generation to blow um, in the aspect of spirit upon each and every Jew, which are, which are the heart of the world. So we need the, the leader, which is the Ruach, to blow upon the heart. To blow away the ash. Meaning the what? What's the ash represent? The gloom, the, the sadness that falls upon the Jewish people. That because of that gloom and that sadness, the Jewish person is not, which is the aspect of the heart, is not able to burn and to light itself up to God. He's not able to desire and yearn for Hashem. We also see that there's wicked people in the aspect of Erev Rav, the mixed multitude. And when they fall upon the heart, meaning that when they are encompassed within the Jewish people, when they Overpower the Jewish people. This is also the aspect of ash upon the candle. That through this we are not able to burn. Meaning, therefore, we need a, a leader of a generation who is able to blow away the ash from the heart, meaning to blow away that gloom from upon the Jewish people. And all those elemental components of the fire that they should be reunited within each other. And all the Jewish people should be uh, tied together, bound together. And they create the heart. And each and every person of the Jewish people creates an aspect of a heart for the place. A heart for the place that needs to have a heart there. In the aspect of lev, in the aspect of heart, and each and every Jew is able to create this heart in the place which needs it. And uh, now that place is able to burn and to return back to God. However, sometimes when a storm wind blows, then it causes the fire to burn out of control. Like sometimes we see that we see blowing within a person this storm wind and causes him to burn out of control. This is what we call destruction. Perhaps they break through towards the God. Meaning God commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to place a fence and a boundary around the mountain of Sinai at the time of the giving of the Torah because perhaps the Jewish people's hearts would burn out of control to, to want to go to too much holiness. But it's out of their, it's out of their level. Because what is brought down in the Gemara Chagiga that which is too wondrous for you, do not inquire. And it's forbidden to breach the boundaries, to ascend up to God, um, uh, to ascend up to the level of that which is not fitting for you, according to where you stand. Therefore, when you see that a person, or sorry, when a person sees that he's burning out of control, you shall know that this is the aspect of the storm wind. And Eliyahu had the power to subdue this person and to subdue that fire. And this is why I said about Eliyahu, um, the man who rode 
fiery horses and a storm wind. In the in the song Eliyahu Navi, it says this: the man who rode fiery horses in a storm wind, meaning watch meaning he would uh, he would ride and tame those horses of fire within the wind, within the storm wind. Meaning the fire that burns out of control. Which comes through that storm wind. Meaning Eliyahu rode that, that, uh, that horse. Meaning he subdued it. And he tamed it. Because the spirit, the wind, needs to blow with control. So that the heart's passion ignites within measure in a balanced fire. That's it for Torah. Tet. We start with Torah Yud. A very, very deep, very special Torah. The reason why the world is far from God and does not approach and does not come close to God, do not make the actions and the steps to come close to Hashem, is only because they do not have a Yishuvadat, a settled mind. They do not settle themselves, they do not compose themselves. And the main thing is what? To put effort, to settle yourself very well. To ask yourself, what is the purpose of all these desires, of all the matters of this world? Whether it's with regard to the ta'avot that are bound up with the body, whether with the desires that are bound up to the body, whether it's the ta'avot that are non-physical. For example, glory. And once you ask yourself these, this question constantly, and you constantly settle yourself, and you begin to understand that actually all the ta'avot, whether they're part of the body, not of the body, aren't, are meaningless, then you will certainly return to God. Once you begin to ask yourself and you settle your mind with regard to this, and you begin to understand that actually these things are worthless, then you'll begin to return to Hashem. However, no. That through sadness and gloom, it's, for, it's, it's impossible to direct the mind according to the way you want to. You cannot direct your, your mind and your consciousness in the way that you want to if you're in sadness. Therefore, when you're sad, it's very difficult to settle your mind. It's only through joy that you're able to govern the mind properly. You're able to settle the mind. Because joy is the world of freedom. For with simcha you shall go out. Meaning simcha is what enables you to get out of darkness, to get out of, to get out of exile. That through joy you're able to become a free man and to leave exile. Rabban is telling us the key to everything is joy because joy actually enables us to uh, govern our mind properly and to use our minds the way we want to. To leave the desires of this world. Therefore, when you bind joy to the mind, then your mind and your consciousness is a free man. And it's not in the aspect of, of Galut exile. Then you're able to, that your mind is able to behave according to your will and to set, that your mind is settled. Because of the fact that your mind is in freedom and it's not in Galut. Because through exile, one's dat, one's mind is not settled. Page 12b. 
דמיאטווה, דהייתהו מלחמת שלא הלכו בגלות. About the children of Ammon and Moab, these two nations, that their minds were always settled. Why? Because they never went into exile. Shneimar Tzemni Yomiyah, chapter 48. Shanan Moab Mineorav, Moab has been cut, uh, has been at ease from his youth on. Uvagola lo halach, and never, and he had never gone into exile. Alken amata mobo, therefore its fine flavor has remained. So we see that exile is because, um, or exile causes our minds to lack Yeshuv, uh, uh, to lack uh, composure. Therefore, we have to leave the state of exile through Simcha and through a composed mind. And Rabbeinu teaches us the key to Simcha, which we saw in Lesson 282. That to get to Simcha is to find within yourself um, no matter the circumstances, to find within yourself, to put in all the effort to find some small point, some good point within yourself. As is brought in the verse, on the verse, I will sing to God with my little bit, meaning the little that I find within myself. As brought down in the first volume of Likute Moran, lesson 282, as we saw Ayen Sham over there. And Rabban was saying that no matter what the circumstances are, that you have something to be happy with by the fact that you merited to be part of the Jewish nation, that, you be, that you're part of the seed of the Jewish people, and that you weren't created a goy. As we say, Blessed, blessed is God that He uh, created us um, for His honor. And He separated us from those who, are straight, uh, who go astray. And He gave us the true Torah, etc. From this, and all which, which, which represents this idea of finding the good points of the fact that we, Hashem gave us the Torah, that He created us for His honor, that we are fitting to take for ourselves a simcha, a joy, to, to, bring, to bring our minds happiness. And this is what it says in Gemara Shabbat, page 77b of a jovial mind, of a happy mind, which is a very great thing, meaning to bind your, your joy and your, um, sorry, to bind your mind and your mentalities to this simcha, to this joy, then your mind is free. Now you have a composed and settled mind. And not only that, but also above, in the upper world, you create an awesome unification through this jovial mind, this happy mind, when you bind simcha to your dat. May we have the merit to do this because they met all of our, our salvation are dependent upon this. Da no. Torah, Yudale, the last Torah for today. When a person's praying in the field, pay attention, this is a very special lesson. When a person's praying in the field, then all the shrubs and all the herbs and all the vegetation enters within this person's prayer. And it assists him in his prayer. It gives him strength in his prayer. This is why we call tefillah prayer, conversation. That another word for prayer is sikha. Because it comes from the, the language the shrubs of the field. Sikha conversation comes from the word shrub, vegetation. Meaning that all the vegetation, the shrubs of the field, give strength and assistance within a person's prayer. This is why prayer is called sikha, because 
prayer is given strength from the siach, from the shrubs. And this is the aspect of what is brought down in the, in the Sefer Bereshit, chapter 24, by Yitzhak, Yitzhak went to meditate in the fields, to converse in the fields. The Rabban was saying that his prayer was with the assistance and the strength of the field, meaning that all the, the herbs and the, med- the, the vegetation of the field gave him strength and assistance within his prayer, as we said above. That because of this, we call prayer sikha conversation, because it comes from the word siach, which means shrubs. Therefore, in the curse, in the curse is brought down in Devarim, chapter 11, what did it say over there? The earth will not yield its produce. Because all the produce of the, of the earth needs to give strength and assistance within a person's prayer. Whenever there's a, a blemish and a restraint to this, then it says in the verse, that the earth will not give forth its produce, its yield. Meaning, whenever there's a blemish um, and restraint with regard to this. Because even whenever a person is not praying in the field, even though a person is not praying in the field, we also see that the produce of the earth is actually still giving him assistance in his prayer. Meaning anything that which is close to a person, whether it's food or drink, etc. But, sorry, that whether as long as it's food or drink that's next to him, it's still giving him assistance. But when he's in the field specifically, that those things of the trees and the herbs and the the, med- the, the, the vegetation is all close to him. Uh, sorry. Then all the herbs and all the produce of the land give strength within this person's prayer as we said above. If you take the, the word Yevul, the letters Yavul, which, uh, which means produce, it spells out, it's an acronym for the phrase, Yitzchak went to meditate in the field. Take the first letter, you have played them around, you mix them around, you have Yavul, produce. The Rabban was teaching us that when Yitzchak went to meditate in the field, that all the produce of the field prayed with him. As we said above, and this is why it's become common breast of our custom to do it bodhidut in the field. May a person merit to go out to the field and do it bodhidut. May a person find that place to truly engage in prayer and meditation. And this idea is explained beautifully in the in uh, in the Torah of which starts on page one. Look over there. That's it for today. And may we continue next class with um, the most famous Torah of Rabbeinu, side by side with Azamra, is what we call Ayeh. A very deep Torah. We're going to get into it. Uh, a Torah that everyone needs to study. Bizrat Hashem. To really bring yourself up and to encourage yourself in this world. Bizrat um, Hashem. Maybe you have the merit to do so. And maybe you have the merit to apply all the words uh, that we studied today.